Hi, I'm Rachel Sean. And I'm Abria Danae. And, and this, this is Why Women. Women. A podcast brought to you by two millennial women talking about various unfiltered topics ranging from mental health to everyday life. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe and follow us for more. morning and happy monday you guys happy monday happy monday good morning good morning like how was your birthday for one? Oh my god let me y'all y'all my birthday was absolute trash and i know that this this uh episode is probably gonna come out like two weeks after my birthday yeah, yeah. but like bro my birthday was trash and if i could give anyone any piece of advice do not work on your birthday okay because normally you know Normally, I'm totally, like, you know, all energetic and whatnot. Like, yes, it's my birthday. Like, I'm doing this, this, this. We're going to do a brunch. We're going to do this or that. Girl, let me tell you. This year, I decided to just kind of calm down and just, you know, be chill. Be be cool, calm, cordial for my birthday. I was like, oh, you know what? I just got a new job. I'm going to go ahead and just work. So I worked. And it was just very much ghetto. Like, it was given, like, bitch, you a peasant. And I'm not, right? So, like... Mm-hmm. I will never, ever, ever work a birthday again. This was my first time ever in my life working a birthday, and I don't know what the hell was through my head. Like, if you don't do nothing else for your birthday, take off work for your birthday. If you're going to lay in bed all day, take off of work for your birthday. Like, don't ever. Like, it was it was probably the most ghetto shit I ever done to myself. So, yeah. yeah, my birthday was, like, not lit. But a lot of people did. A lot of friends did reach out, like, what are we doing? We going to brunch? We doing this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no. Because my birthday was so ruined that now I'm just like, it don't even matter. It's past. It's gone now, baby. It's gone with the wind. And it's so crazy how, like, your birthday really is. It just comes and goes. Like, mm-hmm. it, like the older you get, just, it really comes and goes, like, for real. So I always say in them 24 hours, I'm doing everything that I want to do, no matter if it's just in the house in the same clothes from yesterday, like watching <laughs> movies. I'm being just whatever I want to do, whatever that is. Yeah. You know? So like, I think my birthday is like in the middle of the week. So I'll probably be doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all it is. You know, I think what messed me up too, is that my birthday was on a freaking Monday, even though I was born on a Monday, my birthday was on a Monday this year. And so I was just like, Oh, like, that's also why I was just like, eh, it's fine. But I should have taken that day and then had my, the rest of the yeah. little four days to yeah. work. But like working that entire thing, I was like, wow, this for the birds. Yeah. Oh, well, I hate to hear that, but it seems yeah. like your friends were trying to show up for you and make you feel all love. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into this topic. Let's get into this goddamn topic because honestly, like the feedback I was getting was that, you know, sometimes like we're so much more lenient whenever it comes to women but whenever it comes to men like we be bashing the hell out of them so i'm like we don't bash men we don't we don't i don't bash but we don't be trying to bash men at all like i don't feel like we bash men compared to other podcasters i don't feel like we bought we bash men really we play the devil's advocate a little bit like i be trying to understand them niggas yeah like i try to be like okay because i've heard men say this point so let Mm -hmm. me bring this up i don't feel like we bash men we don't favor them (laughs) <laughs> but um i don't feel like we bash them but let's talk about it let's get into it so you know you say feedback was we bash men yeah and like i just want people to understand like i'm the kind of woman that will go to like a feminist march mm-hmm. and be like fuck men have like my whole like sign up like fuck man they're so trash but then like leave the march early to go and have dinner ready for my husband <laughs> 
Right? Like, right, right. It's like it's like a love hate with men. I'm pretty sure they feel the same way about women. It's like a love hate. But there's no way I could hate the opposite sex that I'm so attracted to in like date. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fine line. Like I like men at the end of the day. I was gonna have to settle for a man at the end of the day. I can't hate a man that much to because I'm like at the end of the day, I always know like I want to get married. I want to have a man. I want to have babies. Like that's my mm-hmm. desire. So I can't really hate him that much. I hate them. <laughs> I really love hate. you, but I hate you. Um. So we want to talk about toxic femininity today, and I'm. I already know. I told you yesterday. I'm probably gonna butcher the hell out of that. So y'all, just I'm sorry. Toxic femininity. Fuck. See, I don't know how you fucked it up. <laughs> toxic femininity. Toxic femininity. Um, you you think? Okay, let's talk about feminism and the movement for a minute. Okay, because a okay, lot of okay, people, okay, okay. a lot of people, feel like the feminist. The see, I'm fucking see, it up. See, see, see. I'm fucking it up too. <laughs> okay, and I'm supposed to be college educated. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but a lot of people feel like the feminist movement is like counterproductive to the black culture and the black family and if it wasn't for that movement then it wouldn't be this i guess energy towards men and because honestly let's be real let's be real let's keep it a butt that movement was more so for white women like when the origination started feminism yeah like it's like it goes into like them breaking away from like their husbands and go wanting to go work and wanting to basically modern feminism is more about choice. Do what you feel like you want to do. You want to be a stay at home mom, do that. If you want to work and be that boss bitch, do that. Mm -hmm. But like more so back in the day, you know, they didn't have rights to like a whole lot of stuff like bank accounts and the right to vote and all of this stuff. But more so that was white women pushing that agenda. Black women were like, (laughs) I mean, this is just, black women either always had to work hard. You see what I'm saying? Like, black women really weren't the stay-at-home wives like that. A lot of them still had to work. They were the help. Let's note that my my, uh, great-grandma was the help to, like, these old, rich, white people. Like, black women have always kind of worked. So the feminism movement to kind of move away from the stay-at-home wife and depend on your man and all of that stuff was really pushed by white women during that time, not necessarily black women. Yes, there were those black women that were privy to that type of lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but they weren't really itching to get out of it unless they probably had, like, an abusive husband or something like that. That wasn't the case for many black women. Black women had always worked. The move, the fight in the movement for black women were to basically have their own bank accounts and to basically be able to get a college education and stuff like that. That was really like the divide in the fight. But a lot of people just don't fuck with the feminism movement because it's like the basis was really for white women, not really the black women or co- women of color. So, yeah. That is some interesting shit, but it makes sense, you know, because black women have always had to work, like, since out of slavery. Like, we never really was it to stay at home wives. They know that, that narrative was never painted for us. Mm. So, a lot of people don't fuck with that movement. So, I mean, mm, I get it. I don't really care. I'm pro choice. Like, bitch, you wanna be a stay at home mom? You wanna live your life being pampered? Cool. If you wanna go out there and work 10 jobs and be that boss bitch, yeah. Cool. Do what you feel like is gonna make you the most happiest. But um, that's why people don't like that movement. Honestly, okay, so I've never like thought about it like to that um, extent. Honestly, it just, 
I don't know, to me in my brain, feminism is like, when I think about feminism, it's like um, super hairy armpits, not shaved legs. White woman movement. Um, Like, just like the super earthy, like free bleeding kind of like feminism, like super like pro-woman. And like, I could say that like, I would say that I'm a feminist, like I'm so pro-woman, but I'm also like, I'm going to shave my armpits <laughs> and wear tampons and shave my legs. Why do you choose to do that? Because I'm a woman and I can do what the fuck I want. Right. I feel like it's right? cho- I feel like it's choice. I feel yeah. like it's all about choice. Like, whatever you feel like is appropriate for you to do. Like, I'm not hyper fixated on waxing my hoo-ha down there all the time. Like, look. I'm in a relationship. It either go, he gonna take this whether it's shit or not. Like, I just how I look at it. Um, I do, like, shave my arms and my legs depending on what I'm wearing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of, like, more relaxed like that and kind of just fluid for me. Yeah. But I definitely agree. It's just, like, do what you feel like you need to do as a woman to yeah. take care of you. So what do you feel more comfortable at, sexiest at, whatever? And even, like, whenever it comes to working and stuff, you know, like... I feel like there's women that want to be stay-at-home moms. There's women that want to. There's women that want a lot of shit. And I I feel like that goes into that, like, abortion, um, you know. Just, it's, to me, like, I'm just pro-choice all around. Do what the fuck you want to do. That ain't, you ain't, it ain't got shit to do with me. So I can't, I don't care. So when does this feminism become toxic? Because we say embrace yourselves, women. Do what you feel. Love yourself. Yada, yada, yada. When it become toxic? When do you think that this shit becomes toxic? I think it becomes toxic that toxic <laughs> whenever people put themselves up on a pedestal. Like um like whenever you put yourself up on like this feminine pedestal, like people view you as like oh so sexy, so graceful, so this, so that and you use this pedestal to bash the opposite sex. So, for example, I will get into, I feel like, I'm sorry, Jada Smith is beautiful, but, Mm -hmm. like, is there a little toxic shit going on here? Like, am I the only one that's just kind of like, okay, I don't know, Jada, like, uh, let me just say this. Okay, okay, let's talk about, I do understand she's beautiful. It was like, I want that... uh, Will and Jada kind of love. Yeah, like, that that whole, whole thing. So, that was on that pedestal. And then she came out with the table talk. And now I feel like with the red table talk, like, it's just not, her messages are not transpiring in the way that I'm pretty sure she means to put it out. But, like, whenever, you know, you think that, like, she's just this super loyal, this, this, that, and the other, and then you hear about the entanglement with August Alsina, and then it's like everyone's kind of, like, looking at Will, like, what you got going? And then it's like all this, yeah, everything else happens, and then, you know, um, stuff with, you know, Chris Rock, and, Mm -hmm. like, people are... Looking at Jada, I feel as if like, damn, like you made Will go up on that stage. Why didn't you like what I've seen on black Facebook is like, why didn't she stand up for that king? Why did she have him, you know, looking like that at the Oscars? Like he was trying to protect a black woman, but was she protecting a black man? And like, that's where I feel like even though it's the people and what they're doing and saying, like there was also this one video where like Will was looking like very serious and he's like. Why are you recording? And she's, like, still recording or whatever. And I feel like every, like, it's just a bad taste. Mm. Just a bad taste. And to me, that makes me start to kind of, like, question, like, is you toxic, ho? I can see that. I never really, honestly, throughout this whole thing, I never really saw Jada as toxic. Mm -hmm. Because I always do this thing with women. It's like, okay, if she's doing this, 
why? What has he done to her? And I think I need to get out that mindset, but that's kind of how I've always... That's toxic, Rachel. It probably is. What <laughs> he that, did. What he did. She, my queen ain't did nothing. What he do. <laughs> what he do to her to kind of make her act like this. Yeah. Because relationships, especially as long as they've been together, it is a give and take. You kind of learn how to treat your partner based on how they treat you. Mm-hmm. You know? And not saying that it's always right. You know, vice, like, you know, that he that the way she treats him is right. But, like, why is that their dynamic? You know, obviously, it's their dynamic for whatever reason. But why is it? Why is it that dynamic? Like, mm-hmm. why is it that? Maybe they need to go to therapy. Maybe they need to get some help. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No people. I ain't married. I don't know. But I'm just like, I know from experience, if the relationship turned left, nine times out of ten, you did something to me. If I'm starting to be that manipulative psycho bitch. <laughs> that's not that's not correct. But if that's what I'm doing, nine times out of ten, I'm triggered. Not saying it's right, but that's how I think. But mm-hmm. I do agree that that's being toxic in a way because you're not taking accountability for your actions and being like, when I left my last relationship, I was so invested. Like I was just like, we was getting into it. I remember the craziest shit. I like broke down the door trying to get to him. It was like the most intense thing. And I remember just feeling like why am I acting like this? Like, I don't want to keep acting like this. I don't want to be violent or get these outbursts. You know what I'm saying? When I Mm -hmm. quote unquote, supposedly love this man, like I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't do both. So that's when I was just like, okay, I'm tired of acting like this myself. So I'm going to leave. But that was me recognizing like I'm being toxic and I need to go ahead and go. Cause I don't want to ever do that again. If I got to go there with you, I'm gonna leave. That's how I felt. So, I mean, I never looked at Jada specifically as this toxic person, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe y'all seeing something I don't. Girl, I don't know. I just feel like I see to- uh, toxic. I see toxic as Jada. I see Jada as toxic um, just because, like, like, I don't know, knock on wood, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I definitely feel like I am more of a private person And no matter how I feel about me and my husband, what me and my husband are going through will forever remain behind closed doors between us. And so I feel like even me with the podcast, like I'll say some stuff, but no one is going to know every single detail. And so I don't know. I just kind of feel like. Like, okay, I think of um, Jada Smith as, you know, who um, Kevin Samuels is Mm -hmm. the guy that's like always like I that's. Kind of, like, what I'm trying to get to with my point. Like, whenever people put themselves up on, like, this pedestal of, like, oh, let me give you advice. Like, let me let me show you. Let me give you. I feel like somehow you're going to be humbled, and they end up looking toxic at the end. Was that Jada's message, or is that what people, what the public perceived her as? This is what I wait, think. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? This is what I think about every public figure, mm-hmm. whether they're a preacher. I don't give a fuck who you are. You, the people put mm-hmm. you on that pedestal at basic level you are human so i will never idealize mm-hmm. someone so great and be like they can do no wrong mm-hmm. because you're human you fuck up you got skeletons everybody do mm-hmm. so i never can hold you may hold yourself to that and the public may hold you to that because of your social status your money mm-hmm. who you are your you know but I don't. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we fuck up as a people to think we're up here 
or mm. to think that that person is up here. I don't. I personally don't do that. You're a human. So if I ever hear about oh somebody did such and such, I'm like, well, they going through their human experience. They gonna fuck up. Mm. They gonna have their mistakes. They gonna get humble. That's that's life to me. And I felt like you know that Jada and that Will love. We put that on that on there. We put them on that pedestal because they weren't public about their relationship until recently, and they weren't this you know entanglement as shit until they came out about it and so i think more than instead of it saying it humbled jada i think it humbled us to stop looking at couples and being like they are goals yeah couple goals because you don't know like you said you don't know what the fuck people going on mm-hmm. behind closed doors we don't know i mean i think she shared it um, how I look at it, and I guess that's why I don't look at her as a toxic person, because how she shared it was, here's my mistakes. Here's my fuck-ups in my relationship. Here's my bullshit in my relationship. Y'all are glorifying it, but this is what's really going on when mm-hmm. you were in a marriage for X odd years. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't. So I didn't look at it like she's toxic, because I'm like, I guarantee you Will has did some shit. He's just more of a private person. He's not someone that's wanting to speak about it on that terms. So I just don't see it as that. The public put that on them. But I don't know. That's just how I look at it. That's why I guess I never looked at her as a toxic bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. shit, we all got some stories. Like, it is is what it is. Yeah, I like how you you said that. I like how you worded that. I definitely hate, I absolutely hate whenever I see people, like, glorifying someone. Like, uh, what what was his name? Derek Jackson? (laughs) That guy. Like, those, like... When you put yourself, like, I don't, that's what I mean. I don't know. Like, whenever you kind of, like, put yourself in that kind of, like, spotlight of, like, you know, you are kind of, like, a relationship advice kind of person. Like, I know that, like, that's not them trying to put themselves on a pedestal, but it's, like, the public does that. But at the same time, like, you you have that responsibility and Mm -hmm. you've kind of assumed that role if you're not, I feel like. Man, the kind of person, even and even all throughout this goddamn podcast forever, and I'm going to make sure I'm always saying it, bitch, don't listen to me, okay? I don't know shit about nobody's nothing, mm-hmm. and that's just that. Like, right. I don't know. I just I just don't like that kind of stuff, and then whenever, you know, like, people fall short, like, Derek Jackson ended up cheating on his wife, that whole situation, it's just, like, then people are like, damn, like, I lost hope in love, or, like, whenever some type oh of couple God. breaks up and people are like... I lost hope now, damn, they broke up or something. And that's that's the most sickening part of this all. That's why I'm like, like I said, that's why I don't see that or even Derek Jackson. Like, I never followed him or, like, was like, oh, my gosh, they're the poster couple for all Christian relationships or some shit like that. Like, no, I never followed that because I'm like, <laughs> baby, you got, you, y'all got going through shit. Yeah. Nothing this is what I heard somebody say over the weekend. I was watching this YouTube video and they were like, when you tell your truth, it's not going to be pretty. Anybody that claims to tell the truth and it looks pretty, Mm -hmm. it's not the truth. And I was like, that is so true. Cause if I tell my story, my whole life story, I'm going to be the antagonizer. I'm going to be the toxic bitch in some stories. I'm going to be the fucked up person in some stories. And that is my truth. If I'm trying to make up this fabricated story, like I'm an angel, Mm -hmm. I'm lying. And I and that goes for anybody, like any anybody that you hear. That's why I kind of just like respect the Jada thing because I'm like that shit was ugly. That's your truth though. So I, who am I to be like, bitch, y'all ugly or you're toxic or whatever? Because it's like shit. I got some stories of myself, so I just know like 
truth truth to me holds more respect than a, than a pretty lie. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it. So that's my perspective on. I like your views on that. Yeah, like, I mean, shit. The truth, I'm telling you, I ain't never heard a pretty truth. When you mm-hmm. hear somebody tell their truth, you're going to be like, damn, bitch, you did that? Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, like, it's always a two-way street. So that's how I look at it. Are you the kind of friend that's like, you hear a toxic story that your friend did, and you're like, bitch, okay, I see why you did that, though. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yes! You toxic, get out. I I see why you did that. Like, okay, like you crashed into his car because you found him cheating. I see why you did that, bitch. Like, like I understand. Yeah, like, I, I get. I probably would have did the same thing too, bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, I, I am that friend. That's like, I, I get it. I'm not gonna ever tell them like, cause they already know they wrong. Cause like, the way they be like, they before they introduce what the fucked up shit that they did, they be like, well, and I kind of did this, but I only did it because yeah. they always do that kind of thing. So I'll be like, okay, I know you, I know you fucked up. So just go ahead and tell me. Yeah. But I take people as a human experience. Ain't nobody perfect. So shit, you gonna fuck up. You gonna, you gonna do some dumb shit. But that's just life. That's what we all do. Okay, so I asked this poll um, on Instagram. I'm about to check my Instagram and the podcast Instagram. Check yours too because I think you asked as well. Um, we asked, "What's the most toxic thing a woman has ever done, and what's the most toxic thing a man has ever done?" No one really wanted to like reply to me. I only had a couple. So one of them. Oh, let me see. This said, oh. This one was, women, what's the most toxic thing a man has done to you? Someone said, try to make another girl sell my nudes to make profit out of it. One of them said, gaslight me for being Jewish and being pale. And someone said, cheating and lying about it even after getting caught. And that was what the man did to the women? What's the most toxic thing a man has done to you? Yes. The first thing about the nudes thing is wild. Yeah. Wait, so Try to make another girl sell my nudes to make profit out of it. Yo, let's talk about... Uh, we, well, no, that's not that's not the topic of the conversation. Because I feel like that happened to me when OnlyFans only came out. <gasps> first came really? In. When OnlyFans first came out, I was being trying to be co- coerced so bad by certain guys. Be like, let's do this. Let's do this to make some money. I'm like, first of all, you got to understand. Shout out to all the sex workers out there. No disrespect, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's them. So it's like, don't put that on me. But he would, they were like, oh, you know. And I'm like, look, I got tattoos in places that people are going to know that's me. Oh. So don't, so don't, I don't want to do that. You know, personally, yeah. that was my thing. But men will, will like, do that. Yeah. And that news thing, that is fucked up. That is very fucked up. That is fucked up. That That's the one that, like, got me. So what about the... Did you get anything for the other thing? Uh-uh. But I went to the, I switched to the podcast one. Hold on, what is this? Men, what's the most toxic thing a girl has done to you? Okay. So someone said, told her boyfriend I was her cousin. Another one <laughs> said, threw my shit out of an apartment, then wouldn't let me leave. Oh, no. And then um, someone said, only be friends with me because she said I made her look better. Was that Was that a girl? Women, yeah. What's the most toxic thing a girl has done to you? Only be friends with me because she said I made her look better. But is that person a girl? Yeah, she's a girl. So that's crazy. Let's talk about that. I want to talk about friendships, right, with girls. Yes, man, because women, honestly, girl friendships are, like, fucking toxic in itself. Very. 
Ugh. Very. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, girls will be friends with other girls for uh, like some type of beneficial thing. Me, I, I connect with people more just like, oh, they're cool. I fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But I notice girls will fuck with each other because you look pretty and we could take these photo offs. Of these, status. Of like, we could take these pictures and then we can go viral. Like, all, like you kind of notice like how all the BBL baddies hang out with each other and yeah. stuff like that. It's like kind of like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little toxic because now you're just worried about your image. You're not really caring about if this girl or if this person is really like your friend mm-hmm. for real. So that's how I see it. What were you going to say to the literally the exact same thing? The thing I noticed where like girls will literally just kind of hang out with each other because of status. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of put um, you can, I don't know. I feel like if you feel like a girl is not on your level, then you kind of put them on the back burner and you more so want to surround yourself and hang out with the other girls that are you feel like are on your level or something like that. And I will say I am ishway guilty of that, but I don't really know because I feel like I like to bait my friends. Those friendships never really last. Anytime I've ever been in like a situation like that, it just never really like you're pretty. Let's hang out. It's too surface level for me. I feel. Yeah. And the way that I bait my friends is like, I'm literally like the same way. Like, if you're a breath of fresh air, I have a lot of energy. I like to talk, hang out, go to the bar, get drunk, like do all types of like fun, crazy shit, right? But like, I don't know, there's just some girls that I guess, I don't know, they just have ulterior motives and I just don't really care for none of the like petty bullshit, none of that. Like I've been in a situation where, you know, back whenever I was younger, like like I said, like if I see someone and I think that they're pretty or like, you know, we hit it off at work and it's a coworker and we go and hang out, excuse me, outside of work. And I'm just like, oh, you know, cool. But I don't know. It's just like boring. Like we're just not yeah. vibing. Then I'm like, ah, uh, you're not really who I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you were like a fun bitch. I thought we can drink and go downtown and ride scooters and fucking bar hop and ride the fucking scooters. down. But like you're like boring. So <clears throat> is that toxic? I don't think so. I don't give a fuck if it is hell. No, I, don't I ain't gonna be everybody's friend. Yeah, that's and that and that's and there's and there's power in that of just not being everybody's friend. And I've had to learn this the hard way as a Libra. Oh baby, I had to learn it the hard way. Like everybody cannot be your friend, mm-hmm. and it's not um, me being mean or me trying to be any kind of way. But I'm just like. I'm the opposite. I'm not that friend that's going to go drink and have 50 shots with you. I'm sorry. And that doesn't make me a bad person or make me You're be a bad like, person. Or make me be like, <laughs> fuck you, Abria, for mm-hmm. wanting to go do that. It's just like that's not what I would like to do with my friends. Cute little brunch, nice little play date. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, the party, the clubs, all of that stuff, I kind of just really don't care for that. So I'm not going to do that. And I had to learn, like, you know what? Let me kind of section off my friends because mm-hmm. I, I know that's what you're into, but I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so when I had to, I had to learn that the very, very hard way. But the toxicness of it was, I want everybody to be my friend. I want us to hang. But were out. you going anyway? Because I think that that's where, like, for me, that's where I would like. That's what would make me not want to be your friend if you don't have the balls. Because I've been in the situation before. If you don't have the balls to stand up in who you. Are. Oh, if me. I'm saying like, hey, let's go ride some scooters and go downtown and take some shots. And you're like, yeah, girl, yeah, that'll be fun. And then we get down there and you're like, no, I really don't want to do this. Like, I'm sorry. This is not me. That. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to cancel before I even get in the car. Okay. okay. Before I even get dressed. <laughs> before I even get dressed. No good. Like, because, you like, know, sometimes.
sometimes like at work it sounds cute. Like, yeah, 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 yeah go yeah. out for drinks. And then after afterwards when y'all texting about, yeah, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, guys, I'm not going to come. I'm yeah. not going to go. Like, you know, I was just trying to stay relevant in the conversation, but um, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm doing it. I'm letting you know before we even make the actual official plans to do this. Like, I'm going to be like, no, I don't really feel like doing this. Like, you know, so mm, I need a three to five day notice before I even want to do that shit. I got to mentally prepare myself like, Rachel, you're going to be out all day. You're going to be clubbing. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be drinking, taking shots. Like, okay, mentally, I'm getting my mind ready. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't. I can't. That's not me. And I don't fault people for being like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with Rachel because she doesn't want to do that. Hey, go find some people that like to do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've run into, like, I feel like toxic situations where, like, just people just weren't being their true, true selves. And that to me, because I feel like I have a pretty strong personality, that one thing that I have, like, learned a lot is that me and, like, um, like less strong personality people, like, we can mesh, but, like, not if they're the kind of person that's just kind of, like, just, just to kick it kind of person. Does this make sense? Like, if you're, like, like how I just said, if you are the type of person that's just like, yeah, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Like, yeah, let's go do X, Y, Z. And then the day comes and you're, like, really not feeling it. You have a bad attitude and shit like that. That's the kind of shit that I'm oh, like, no. oh, well, what's wrong? You're like, I really didn't feel like doing this. I really don't like riding scooters or something. I'm like, yeah. then, then, bitch, why did you sit yeah. here this entire time? Yeah. Yeah, no. So is that, so you think women not owning their truth is toxic? Yup. So, I no, get, I'm I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't, I'm lying. Know, I don't, if it's I don't know if it's necessarily toxic, but it does do you, do you a disservice in all your relationships to not know exactly who you are and what you are and what you want. Yeah, but the, I feel like because this is me being younger, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I was pretending to be that person for everybody else because this is going to make me feel included. It's going to make me feel liked by everyone. This is going to make me feel like I don't want her to stop being friends with me or stop talking to me. Like we connect on a different level, but she also likes to do this. And I don't, I, I don't want to be a part of that, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway because we're friends. Mm-hmm. But when I own my truth of just being like, hey, girl, like, <laughs> I, I don't do that. You can go do that. And I'm, and I'm good over here. Like, just catch me up later. Like, tell me what happened. And that, and when I own that, I'm way more happier. Like, I don't lose the friendship with you. We just don't do that, what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And you can go do that with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of maturity to get to that point where you're not going to miss out on anything or lose anything by not being that girl. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't feel like it's toxic in the moment. I feel like it gets toxic. To- oh, and then you'd be like, she was acting funny. Now exactly. She, now, we so it's like now your vibe is off. Like you're kind of acting funny. Let's mm. say you went and faked it before. Like we were out at the club having fun. Mm. And then now the next couple of times you really don't want to go or something. You're not really communicating and saying like, Hey, I just really don't like to do xyz or something like that then it's just like coming off as weird i'll suppose suppose you have friends of another race okay Mm -hmm. you black you like to go out to the black clubs your friends don't particularly like the black clubs right and it's no beef or nothing you know that if your friend told you like hey not that i'm racist or anything but like i don't do the rap music and all this like I would rather us go to a club that's more inclusive, okay, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it starts to become toxic if someone, if you're not willing to just stand up and just fucking speak your mind. I'm not going to fucking call you all types of racist bitches or nothing, but just tell me because do I want to go to fucking Bottled Blonde? No. <laughs> I get it. So that's where I, I feel like it. it starts to become toxic the more like you, being around people yeah. that just can't like be real. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's Ooh. what I feel like about, you know, just the whole the whole feminine friend but not really friend don't really want to like hang talk, out and this and that. Let's talk about this in a in a different context of accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Because like that being real. And I the reason why I hand select my friends the way I have is that they can be real with me and tell me some shit I don't want to exactly. hear. Exactly. Tell me some shit I don't want to hear mm-hmm. because I need that. Mm-hmm. I cannot hang with no yes bitches. Like, yes, I'm that friend that's like, I see why you did that, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after you done crying, I'll be like, but you was wrong, though. I'm like, because I'm learning, like, you may be emotional about it right now, so you don't really want to hear no bad shit. Mm-hmm. But once you calm down, be like, okay, now, girl, let's think about this another way. Because I understand you're upset about this, but let's spin mm-hmm. the block on this and look at this from a different perspective of how you kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know if anyone who's ever been in therapy, you know that when you tell a story, a traumatic story or experience um, in therapy, they never blame it on you, but they're going to hold you accountable to be like, you need to do better in the future. Like maybe don't select that type of man to be, you know, that boyfriend, maybe keep some distance from your family. And they're going to hold you accountable to start taking actions to not put yourself back in those traumatic experience Mm -hmm. type situations. And that's true accountability. But toxicness is, Oh, you know, girl, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And while it's not your fault, you can you can only control your actions and how you respond to these fucked up people mm-hmm. and these fucked up situations. Mm-hmm. So you got to take accountability, you know, like that's hard. And I feel like a lot of women, we don't do that because we're only looking at that person as the victim. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't been there. Like I said, I, I didn't have enough therapy to know. Like, bitch, I ain't perfect. My therapist be getting on my ass and that's what your therapist should do. Right. And your friends should do if you confide in your friend. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about an honest person with me that just really, like, it tickles my fancy so much. I love whenever someone can just be a million percent honest with me. So we talked about the toxic friendship, that toxic feminism kind of femininity kind of energy. We got to get into the relationships because I'm pretty sure the men are probably like, "Ah, I'm rolling my eyes. Y'all hoes ain't going to take accountability for the manipulation (laughs) these bitches be putting me through. These bitches be fucking me up. Have you ever been manipulative in a relationship? Absolutely. <laughs> I sure the fuck have. And and you know what? Like I'm not even bragging on that shit or nothing, but I've most definitely been narcissistic. I've been manipulative. I have gaslit before. And I mean, the thing honestly I feel like about life is like you have to like be real with that shit and self-awareness is everything. If you know what you're doing and you know the terms for like that back and forth, you know, tit for tat type of shit that you're doing, then you can only try and get better at it. You know what I mean? But I can definitely say, like, I haven't done any, like, I'm not a impulsive, like, um, like break down a door or, like, mm-hmm. physical kind of person. I'm more of a mind fuck kind of person. Psychological. Psychological. I'm going to yeah. psychologically beat your ass. Yeah. Okay. That I, I think that may be worse. I honestly kind of think that it's probably worse than me. Just because like that's that's gonna affect them the for the long run. Yeah, <laughs> it's not funny. It is not a game. Please, it's not. please choose better. No, Do bitch, better. we don't need to laugh. Yeah, we don't need to laugh. But if we go viral and they like fuck these bitches, they don't care about. They me. don't give a fuck. Okay, they're let's laughing t- about the shit. Let's let's talk about that, right? Because we can joke about it, but if this was on the other hand and it was a man, we'll be like, no, you're so toxic. That's man. fucked up. That's what's wrong with men now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. But I think this is where I'd be like, what did the man do? 
Because I feel like women only respond to how they're being treated. Men are like the the initiators in relationships, right? In my opinion, how whatever whatever from that first date or first interaction sets the tone for your relationship, and and it just develops off of that. I necess I necessarily don't ever believe when women say, "Well." Uh, it just, I don't know where he just started acting different. I'm like, he kind of showed you probably signs in the beginning that he was like this. That's how I feel. To be completely honest with you, like, I... <sighs> now saying that it's right, we still got to hold accountability. Like, yes, we wrong for how we treat and retaliate, but what what... what what pokes that bear? I've had some toxic friends, honestly. And I can honestly say in some situations with some men, the men's was good and they oh. were doing them good. But my friends was like toxic and being hoes at that time and was just like totally like not giving a fuck about the man. So it's like as much as I want to say like, what did he do? Like I know some stories where the man literally did absolutely mm, fucking nothing, nothing but try to love a bitch. And a bitch was hoeing around. So, with that... That's okay, an interesting perspective. Treating a man like shit and taking advantage of a real man. Because if we gonna be dead ass, we gotta be dead ass. Okay. And, like, I feel like... So, I know that women can be toxic. And, like, one of the toxic things, okay, you know, you living your whole life. And, you know, damn well you don't want a relationship with nobody's, nobody's nothing. But you're kind of leading them on and, like, playing that little, that little act... That, you know, maybe they have a chance. And they really, really, really don't. I feel like that. Oh, to, like, get what you want out of them. Exactly. So you're playing that, like, damsel in distress, like, ooh, ooh, like, all, like, feminine and stuff, trying to make him be a man that's giving you all of these things that you really, really don't give a shit about. When I hear stories like that, I never really hear about the side of, like, women taking it to the extreme of actually, like, fucking them and doing that much into it, like giving that much into the situation. <laughs> and now he's thinking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause if I, I'm going to be guilty, I'm so guilty of this where I have like, yeah, like I always had my shit together y'all. So if I needed a meal, if I needed <laughs> food, I was that woman that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go on a date with you knowing damn well, I really am not interested. And that's the fucked up part on my behalf. So yeah, I've I've definitely been in that situation, but I never let it get too far. Like, okay, I'm gonna fuck you, I'm gonna suck your dick, I'm gonna do all of this stuff to continue this. Like, look, I ain't that I ain't that uh, homosexual now. Mm-hmm. I can't do that homosexual. Yeah, I'm not that homosexual. But I'm gonna fuck you and do all this stuff. Like at that point, we gonna we gonna cut the cord. Mm. Because um, I never forget this one time this guy did feel like I was doing that to him, but I wasn't. He wanted to go to, um, like, this hookah lounge or whatever, and we went there. And, you know, he paid for everything, but he was anticipating getting sex, and I just wasn't feeling that. And I told him at the end of the night, I was like, this is not going to work. And he thought I used him. But at that end of the night, I told you, like, okay, we went on a date. We tried this. I didn't like it. I don't like you. We're not continuing this no more. I had two guys cuss me the fuck out, and I don't know if I was really being toxic or not or if they were just, like, fucking stupid. So, like, please excuse my ignorance, and I'm really sorry. But, like, so exactly what you're saying. I never got to the point of, like, sleeping with either of these people, right? Mm-hmm. But they felt – they. I mean, I'm, 
Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of played the, like, damsel in distress act a little bit. You know, I, I was running game a little bit. <laughs> and one of them, he used to pay for me to get my nails done all the time, like clockwork. Oh. He used to send me money, drop money in my account. Hey, go get your nails done. Go get your nails done, right? So, you know, I never slept with him or anything. But, you know, whenever me and Jose start talking again and, you know, start getting serious, oh, I, a million, percent, <laughs> I a million percent. I a million percent. Yeah. I a million percent cut him off, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I cut him off and I told him exactly why. And I was just like, Hey, I'm with someone now. Like this is no go. Don't send me shit. Don't give a fuck. You know, I I didn't really give a fuck in the first place, but, um, yeah, he like cussed me out and he was just like, fuck you. You're supposed to be all peace, love and not my stay and shit. Fuck you. You toxic bitch. And like, he was going in on me and I literally read the message, laughed and deleted the shit. Cause I, I didn't give a fuck. And he was like, no, I need you to explain to me, like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And, like, was I being toxic? Yeah. Because how? Um, Because I felt like, did you set those intentions, like, with him first off before he started sending the money? Like, hey, look, I'm kind of just doing my own thing in between a situation ship right now. No. I love my man, but we no, just want to break. No, absolutely not. Then he wouldn't send me money. <laughs> so, therefore, yes. That's funny. He's like, you're supposed to be this kumbaya namaste type of thing. Yeah, he was like, you be talking all peace, love, and happiness and shit, and look at your toxic ass. And I'm just like, but how was I toxic, though? Like, That was kind of toxic. I feel like, like I said, if you can tell the truth and it's ugly. I think but I told the truth later on, though. That, that's after the fact. You was running game. You want your <laughs> nails done, and I under, I respect that shit. That it just is what it is. But I felt like yeah, that's a little toxic. He was because he, he perceived you to be one way, and then you like flipped and was like, "Oh, I'm going back to my ex." Like fuck you. He's like because I felt like someone said to me one time where a man puts his money is where his heart is. So he giving you money. That oh, that's fucking. I don't know. I don't man. I'm okay. Let me just be transparent on this hoe. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. The man puts his money where his heart is is fucking bullshit. And whole life taught me that. These niggas don't give a fuck. They will send you money. They don't They don't give a fuck, honestly. Because they know this world, this era that we're living in. Some men do give a fuck. And they're not breaking yeah. no bread on you at yeah. all whatsoever. But a lot of men that I ran into, if you play the game the right way, bitch, you juice in his pockets and he don't even fucking know it. Like, you have just sworn. You have sworn your vagina to this man. He ain't never met you a day in his life. But not he's still going to keep those funds coming through just because is. he thinks. I'm not saying necessarily like his heart is like he's in love with you, but he's invested. He cares to some degree. <gasps> he cares to some degree. If he is not giving you shit, absolutely nothing, and you're fucking him on the regular, he does not care. So I feel like not necessarily his heart, like he's in love, he's going to marry you, but he cares to you. He cares about you a certain degree. To be like, I'm going a, I'm to a send you money. I'm going to take care of this bill. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. It's like a respect thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it may not actually go nowhere, but it's a respect thing. So I feel like in that sense, he cared about you in a way. It, and it hurt his pride to be like, oh, after all my investment, you're going to go back to, oh, no. Nah. Like, that's probably why he's like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, I mean. Okay, maybe that was that was toxic of me. Let me own it. I will own that piece. I was toxic back in the day whenever I was not committed to anyone. I was very toxic. But I do want to go over um, toxic femininity and women over-sexualizing men. Mm. And to me, that is whenever women are super-duper homophobic mm. and, mm. like, trying to nitpick everything that a man does. There was something 
uh, what was it? I forgot what it was, but Jose asked me about it. He was listening to something or something, and the woman was like, oh, he's gay because he did something. I forgot. But I guess, like, one small thing, I remember whenever we were younger, and, like, if a guy wore pink, he was gay. Like, it did not fucking matter. But now that I'm, like, all grown up, if a man wears, like, a nice pink shirt, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Like, he could be straight as shit, don't really give a fuck. Yeah. I get it. Like, People, like, girls will be like, uh, I saw on Twitter someone was like, if he got a double nose piercing, he's gay. Like, he, I can't fuck with him. And I was just like, for a nose piercing? Like, that kind of reminds me of when people would be like, if you wear your earring, if you got your ears pierced on this side, you're gay. If you wear it on this side, you're not gay. Like, it kind of reminds me of that old 80s, 90s type of bullshit that Most they definitely. that they came up with. But I definitely agree that women over sexualize men and make it so hard for them to be that vulnerable, emotional, intelligent type man that we want. But they just I don't know, they be like, I you you need to toughen up. You need to I don't want to somebody said it was by going viral, I think on Facebook they was like this girl said, I don't want to hear about your problems. Oh well, go get some money and just kind of dismissed like her man's feelings and um it's I, I wouldn't encourage that i wouldn't support that at all because like women think your man has to be like this manly tough don't show no emotion don't show any of that to his woman and i'm gonna be honest i don't want to see that yeah me neither i don't want that at i'm all. always like i'm not your competition i understand as a man you feel like you got to go up against all these other guys in society, the rich men, the, all of these other men, the most educated men and stuff like that. But to your woman, like me, I'm not her. You can be vulnerable with me. You can tell me your shit. I'm not going to judge you for that. Them other niggas or wherever you feel like you got to be to the outside public, that's between you and them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that shit at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an emotional-ass bitch. I'm going to cry. So I need you to be able to listen to this shit and mm-hmm. tell me, you know, you tripping, but it's okay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I never wanted that overly masculine man. Never. So I don't. I yeah, don't like I that. think whenever I was younger, I felt like back whenever I was younger, like I liked hood dudes. <laughs> but then I think as I got older, it was just like, damn, like. What is the obsession with hood dudes? Like women liking hood men. When I was younger, hell, my ass lived on Forest Lane, so. And Ice Cream Paint Job had came out, right? (laughs) And so I was like, ooh, I want to crown Vic with some candy paint, lift it on some rims. So fucking ghetto. But it was just my surrounding. It was just where I was, where I lived at that time. And, like, that to me was just like, ooh, like, if my man ain't got sagging pants and some gold in his mouth, like, nope, mm mm-mm. I want to have a baby with this guy and buy him and buy our kid Jordans and all this other stuff. And I was just totally going for that, like, I guess, super rough hood kind of thing. But then I grew the fuck up, and it was just like, uh, no. I want to communicate, talk, and be vulnerable, and, like, you know. Personally, yeah. I would probably be like, personally, I guess, give me the softy. Give me the preppy boy or whatever. To be honest, I'll take that over a hood dude any day. I think women want the hood dude to be, I guess, quote unquote, feel protected, vulnerable, communicative, and all that stuff. But like, it's like to feel protect. Like I think the hood stereotype is he gonna protect you. He usually got a gun on him and da da da. He gonna protect you. He gonna protect all of this stuff. But if you ever be around like real wealthy or men with money, they're not doing that. That's too much of a liability. That's a risk mm-hmm. to go out there and have X amount of money on you or to have guns on you and stuff like that. Like that's a liability. 
you rather something happen to you and your family gets life insurance than for you to be big, bad, and gangster and go to jail mm-hmm. or get killed. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that that narrative doesn't really work in the real, like, with men with real money. And when I realized the hood men didn't have money, you ain't got money like that. You may hit, a, like, a little scam here and there, but you do not have money like that. And that is what kind of separated that narrative for me. But overly sexualizing um, men, it's like, Let's get into the bedroom for a minute. You know, where people be like, if he asks, you know, to have anal sex or go in your booty hole, you know, he may be a He like men, bitch. He like, he like me. He go the other way. But why is that? Because heterosexual sex is man and woman. Exactly. Period. Exactly. But there's all these stereotypes like, well, if he likes this, then... He- like there's so many like for I feel like for toxic feminine women there's so there's like a list of things that men can't do it just like makes them gay. But like I feel like if a man and a woman are in the bedroom then they're having straight sex. It does not fucking matter what they're doing in the bedroom. It doesn't matter if um it it just doesn't fucking matter. If you're having straight sex, you are straight because you are having straight sex. Or actually no, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Like, I'm trying to speak along the lines of, like, women that hyper-sexualize, like, even just sex positions or something. Like, doing anal sex. Think about Or, okay, I have heard, you know, there's women that are, like, super-duper anti, like, I ain't gonna never eat a man's ass. That's fucking gay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like if a woman is eating a man's ass, that's not gay. He's not gay. Y'all have, it's, there's nothing to worry about. What they do is what they do, and that's that. He's getting it from a woman. It's not from a man. If he was getting it from a man, then okay. Maybe he's bicurious or something. But otherwise, that, like, there's nothing I feel like that a woman and man can do in the bedroom that would deem a man as gay. I think that whole, like, fear of, like, nitpicking what a man does to be gay or not gay mm-hmm. stems from maybe download culture of just, like, how sometimes men you know, hide who they really are mm-hmm. or their sexual identity because of that stigma, like, you know. So maybe that's where that comes from. Like, you're like, I'm trying to point out every little sign in my man mm-hmm. to see if he is this way so I can kind of avoid being a part of his down low thing. Um, I've been guilty of it, you know, just growing, growing up in a community where it's like, um, you know, you we all knew, like, I knew down low gay boys in my high school and stuff like that. And you, I only knew because I hung out with a gay boy who would be like, yeah, he, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I've always been surrounded by gay individuals who will tell me like, yeah, he and me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have never known. So Mm -hmm. then as a woman, I'm kind of hyper fixating on that a little bit in my heterosexual relationship. Like, hold on, I don't know, his pinky went like this, girl. Mm -hmm. He might be a little, you know, on the other side. Let me, let me see. You know, and I and I hate that we do that as women, but then we throw that up in the man's face and then we hate that men are not vulnerable with us or not emotional with us and don't empathize with us as much as we would like them to. So that's kind of how I feel about the whole overly sexualizing thing real quick. What do you think is something that we can do to kind of overcome that narrative in the community of women? of just like we say we want this vulnerability for men, but how do we get away from nitpicking the little shit that they do and being like, you be gay. I don't know. You got a little shit in your tank, yada, yada, yada. Like, 
how do we get away from that narrative? Honestly, I say be more vulnerable and, and open and, like, hope that he does the same thing. At the end of the day, like, to me, to be honest with you, I just don't really feel like there's anything that, like, I don't think that there's anything that that we can do. If, I don't really know if that makes sense. But I just don't really feel like there's anything that we can do, really, besides, like, you can only control yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Just for men, for women. I don't. I honestly, I can't even answer that question. To be real, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like what we could do to kind of get away from that is allowing these men to be straight up vulnerable. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it comes from the oh, I'm gonna be shunned by my family. I'm gonna be shunned by my friends and all of this stuff. But honestly, I think like let's just keep that fluidity going of just like if you are gay or bisexual, or curious, whatever your sexual orientation is, let's just. I bet you tell me and we stop this now or let you know, like, hey, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to feel any type of way. I bet you just be honest with me and just tell me, like, I may be bi-curious or I may be bisexual and stuff like that. Because there was this whole debate on Twitter about women not accepting bisexual men or being like, ah, you bisexual, you're gay. And I don't, and I was just, like, thinking, like, I haven't been put in that situation, but if I was... I would have to just analyze, like, I don't know if I want to continue dating as a bisexual man or not. It's up to my individual preference at that time, but that's how I see it. Just be open. Like, we got to let these men have the door and the floor to be gay if they that's what they choose to be. Yeah, I just feel like it's easier said than done. Whenever you're dealing with a toxic bitch, like, there's no oh, fucking yeah. way that you can even think about fucking telling a hoe you gay. Because then, you know, your shit going to be blasted on OnlyFans or some shit. Like, oh. Yeah, women do just be, women do be like he gay, he gay. Exactly, like they will so, blast your shit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm sorry for all the toxic feminism, femininity. Obviously, there's like a whole plethora of like topics that you can go down as it relates to toxic feminism and all that other stuff. But um, I appreciate you guys for listening to the episode. We're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Y'all have an amazing Monday. Goodbye. Bye.